Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, 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 hello. Hello the policeman happy saturday my friends welcome to another andy goldstein talk about daily podcast with me your host andy goldstein don't forget of course you can hear me on drive all this week from 4 p.m apart from monday as of course it's the league one player final now we begin the podcasty thing by looking ahead to the massive championship player final between Luton and Coventry at Wembley late this afternoon, live and exclusive on TalkSport. This was a League Two fixture five years ago. Now one of these sides are 90 minutes away from playing in the Premier League next season. What a journey it's been! Gets the ball back, hooks it forward, that's it! Luton are at Wembley. They are in the playoff final. They deserve this, they deserve a day at Wembley. We've had a few playoff misses. Luton's brave and brilliant season comes to an end. Some dark times fairly recently, and a lot of good times recently as well on the way back up. We are and we are up. Tears for the travelling supporters. Coventry City are relegated to the First Division. It's just been an unbelievable team effort. You know, six long years of trying to get us to this stage, next stage. Coventry City have won it! And the Sky Blues are heading to Wembley Stadium! We can guarantee drama, elation and tears. This is the playoffs on TalkSport. Bonkers think that Kenilworth Road could host Luton against Liverpool, Luton against Spurs or, or whatever. I don't think it's bonkers because we, you know, it, it just is. That's bonkers it is. in a good way. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, it just is. I mean, I think it'd be great to give this football club, Premier League football, uh, here at Kenilworth Road. Obviously, we all know the plans to move to Power Court in, in you know, in the not too distant future. And again, you know, getting promoted would would massively help that and, and speed up the process as well. But um, to, to have Premier League football here would be, yeah, it, it would be incredible. It would be amazing. All of all of that, just sort of looking around here now, sort of trying to imagine it a little bit. Um, you yeah, can't, can you? It's, it's, it's only Etihad or Anfield or London Stadium, is it? Well, no, it's not. But it's you know, it's got more history than than a lot of a lot of places. Not all, but a lot of places. And I think you know we missed out on the Premier League, you know, a long time ago. And uh, it'd be great to get there, you know, if even if it's just for the one year, it'd be amazing. Finally, I want you to be selfish now and talk for a second about you. Because I was there, as we spoke before about Forest Green v Sutton. Your first game as a manager in the EFL. 
and now here you are, having got won a trophy in the league with them via Watford, where you beat Burnley and Sheffield United. I better put that in there. To now being on 90 minutes away from the Premier League, talk to me about how you're genuinely feeling inside you. Uh, excited, alive. You know, I feel pretty alive at the moment. Not sleeping too much, um, but but really enjoying it. Um, if you can't enjoy this now, Moose, then you know these last couple of years have been been amazing for me personally. For Richie, my really close assistant, Paul Trollope, who's with me as as well now, who have both been um, unbelievable for me. I couldn't do it without them. Got a brilliant group of staff here. But yeah, you, you've got to try and enjoy these moments because if you don't, you know, football. It's not always like this. It's not always ups. There's probably a lot more downs, and that's why I experience as a player. It's nice to have a couple of ups. <laughs> I ask you what will leading your club out, your side out, your staff out at Wembley, what will that mean to you? It is brilliant. I mean, but I've got to go back to it. I'm proud every day to be manager of Coventry City. It's, it's a brilliant football club, and I have a real affinity and love for this club, genuinely. And I think that um, you know the supporters know that, the players know that, the staff know that, and they they are right behind it. And I think that that's um, you know that's special. It's special, so it's special any anyway. But I think you know leading the team out at Wembley is a special time anyway. I think you you, you will feel you'll feel the heat, you'll feel the noise, you know. And I think um, genuinely for the players, it'll be really really special. You've helped give the fans their club back, haven't you? That's not just me. That's everybody. I think fundamentally the players have been brilliant, you know, in doing that, and the and the, and the supporters and the players, and that re- that relationship is key to everything. So you know, that's my I think that's my proudest achievement. You know, having that back. When I first came, we played against Charlton Athletic, and I remember the pig's heads coming on the pitch, and you know that wasn't a great moment. But uh, from that point on, that gives you a, a you know steely determination and galvanising effect, really, where you you, you want to try and make that better and and thankfully hopefully the supporters are feeling a lot better about themselves and about the football club um, from from that point to this point now former Luton chairman Nick Owen and singer-songwriter and commentary fan Tom Grennan joined the breakfast show yesterday looking ahead to the game also Ray Parler and Natalie Sawyer had their say on the match Yeah, I mean, I feel very proud to have been a little part of it at the beginning when, you know, we were in desperate straits. And as you mentioned earlier, we had all those relegations. We had three relegations consecutively uh, and we had docked a total of 40 points uh, in about six months. Started one season on minus 30. It was grim to be involved with the club that time. But it sort of galvanised support, galvanised all our feelings and passions for the club. We were determined not to be beaten by it. So we went down to the conference, five years in the conference, bearing in mind we were founder members of the Premier League back in 1992. It was was quite a contrast. Um, But, you know, we did start the journey back. And since 2014, it has been an absolutely wonderful rise back up to where we are today. Who knows what's going to happen? But gosh, just to get here is phenomenal. Listen, commentary of uh, they're unbeaten at Wembley, mm. so, so um, I think <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be a good one. And and the sun's going to be out as well. I think oh, it's going to be a, an unbelievable. I'm gutted that I'm missing it. To be honest with you, what oh. concert are you playing at? Uh, what what a festival, Tom? Uh, I'm playing a I'm playing a show up in Dundee. Oh wow! Um, I mean, it couldn't be further Radio away. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But just, uh, if Coventry win, I've already played. I've already booked my spot on the. Um, 
on the bus on Monday. So brilliant. <laughs> I love that. A lot of it will come down to the player final. Mm. Coventry. Yeah, if Coventry can you. get through and win, yes. that's got to be the story of the because well, what they've gone everything. through, they've played in different grounds and, you know, they lost the first seven games, as you mentioned. They didn't win a single game in their first Sorry, seven. Sorry, yeah, they didn't win a um, game. They had home games postponed because they had pitch issues. Mm. So, yeah, they had I to play catch-up. I think they've um, Premier League point of view, I think Bournemouth have done brilliant. Oh, brilliant. They've, they've got to be right up there. Gary O'Neill, what he's achieved. And I've got to say Brighton. Yes. Brighton, to get into sixth place... With the money what other clubs have spent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is a, is an amazing achievement, and you know it's a great fan base. It's, it's I've been there quite a few times this year. It's a great setup that Tony Bloom's done. Yeah, uh, and the way they run as a business is is unbelievable. So I've got to mention Brighton yeah. as well for the Premier League. On now to the Premier League, and the FA have released their reasons for Ivan Tony's betting breaches, and the Brentford striker has been diagnosed with a gambling addiction. Let's hear the reaction on White and Jordan with Stuart Pearce. All of these are clear and egregious breaches of the covenants that footballers, whether we agree with it or not, yeah. aren't able to bet on. Even if he had, even, even if he was in the territory of betting on, on other things in and around the sport, knowing that, that ultimately there's a consequence to it, this is quite specific and quite blatant. And hence the reasons why Ivan's found himself in a position he's found himself in. For me, losing eight months, I equate it to me being a player, losing eight months of my career when I'm fully fit will be a massive blow to me. And I also think it sends a a real message out to the rest of the footballing industry. You know, Ivan Tony's a high-profile Premier League footballer as it stands at the moment. Yeah. And I think it sends a message out there, look, don't get involved in this. You know the rules. Well, that's right. Don't break them. On Drive yesterday, Darren Bent, the sneaker freak, discussed how common it was for players to gamble during their careers. Brentford manager Thomas Frank also spoke on the issue in his press conference ahead of the game against Man City this weekend. I've been on an 18 bus. And and players sat on the bus. Two players have sat on the bus. And a gentleman's got on a bus and handed them both individually brown envelopes. And you didn't know the fella? Of course I don't know the fella. And where, where, where the, randomly the coach just stopped somewhere? Or? No, no, this is why it was parked at the stadium. So obviously this, this bookie must be in that area. Right. Got on the coach, handed them the two brown envelopes. And walked off. And walked off. And was it, And they opened was, the envelopes and there was oh, a lot of cash was in there, that, boy. Was that looked upon quite strange? Or was no, that a, not really. Not really. Now you look back at that story, do you not think that that's just nuts? You, but when you're, in that, that, when you're in that environment, like when you're chatting, chatting to guys and they're talking about... I know with other guys they're putting a bet on this game or that game because it's 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 common you just go okay like it's, it's, it's not like I'm sitting there thinking I can't believe they're doing that it's just the norm we also need to review the relationship between football and gambling I don't have the answer I don't think it's me who need to answer that question there must be some even more clever people than me that can find out a, a good solution um, um, about that but there's no doubt for me uh, the, f- the first uh, four months he, he could be involved in football he should be forced to go to um, 100 schools, um, telling about his background, football, everything. Um, I, I think that's, that's how it should work. On now to the champions, Man City. And Erling Haaland was named Footballer of the Year on Thursday night at the Football Writers Association Awards. What a surprise. Let's hear from the record-breaking striker on the accolade. Haaland. He's 
just some player, isn't he? When, when he gets in front of goal, he's just ice cool. Ice, ice, baby. Into the air, chips the goalkeeper. Goal 51 and a Premier League record. Sterling Haaland. Of course, I want to score as much goals as possible, but uh, but I want the team to play good. If Manchester City plays good, the striker's going to score goals, no matter what. Last year, they scored, I don't know how many goals, maybe 100 goals, so... For me to be a striker coming into this team, of course, uh, of course I will score goals, uh, but I didn't expect to score this many goals, of course. On now to game day countdown. It was safe to say that Hugh Wisencroft did not agree with that decision to award Haaland the Footballer of the Year. You must be joking, how ridiculous. No, he wasn't joking at all. I'm going to say the underrated player of the year is Arsenal's Martin Erdegaard. What? Why? Why are you gasping at your radio like that? The reason is because so many people think Erdegaard was their player of the year and was the best player of the year. But Erling Haaland winning player of the year ahead of Martin Erdegaard, like unanimously across the board, he got the Football Writers Award last night. He was the Premier League player. I just don't see Hugh, come how on. he come is the player on. of the but year. You, you know what? This whole... Anyone can score goals for Manchester City. No... That's not the case. I understand what you're saying to a certain degree, but... Manchester City are possibly on a different level to any team that we've seen in the Premier League. That's that's a fair argument. I don't disagree with that, but I don't think anyone can score goals. I don't think anyone can do what he's doing, Hugh, in the first season. Now, what is funny is Liverpool not making the Champions League. Thanks to the mighty Man United. But Jurgen Klopp apparently doesn't care. He really does, but he doesn't. Oh, but he does, but he doesn't. Let's hear now from the Liverpool boss, as well as Ryan Mason, Pep Guardiola and a few more managers ahead of the final weekend of Premier League. And it's Liverpool who will head into the Europa League next season. We have European nights next year. And it's instead of Tuesday, Wednesday, it's a Thursday. Who cares? The great games, atmosphere, they have the chance to do it, it all. The FA Cup, I heard, will happen again. The League Cup will happen again. So great, we have the chance to do that. But then obviously the Premier League is there as well. So let's give it a go. And Tottenham season has gone up in smoke. It's Tottenham Hotspur. It's a big club, not just for managers, coaches, for staff members, for players. Anyone here should feel the privilege and the honour to represent this badge. And if they don't, then they shouldn't be here. Four points in ten games under Frank Lampard. I enjoyed the process and I enjoyed coming in. I wish the new manager well. His problem, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the headline you wanted? (laughs) Battle to stay in the Premier League continues to heat up. So every game should be a pressurised occasion. And it is, because that's being a professional footballer. You know, uh, unfortunately, it's come down to the last game. I would have rather have got more points. The best will get the fans behind them, and the fans behind them will help them score or help them do what they need to do to get a result, I think. To his left-hand side, his finishes. Right for an effort, blasted into the net. The problem is racism is in everywhere, but not just for the gender or for the colour. Hopefully it can be a one step to, to get him better in Spain, but I'm not really optimistic. Not a little bit the country, I'm not really optimistic. Today's also the final day of the WSL season, with Chelsea set to win their fourth successive title if they beat Reading, which will see Manchester United finish second. Here's Chelsea manager Emma Hayes. Stop it! Brighton delivers left-footed, Sanka heads it in! 
win. Chelsea in front. It finishes Chelsea 2, Arsenal 0. Chelsea's 15th successive win at home against their local rivals takes them one massive step closer to a fourth consecutive Women's Super League title. We're going to do our very best. And uh, if we do, we're going to give ourselves the best chance to finish as high as possible. Caitlin Ford scores against Tottenham yet again. These teams can beat each other on any given day now. Oh, it's in from Russo. The Manchester United away end goes absolutely crazy. Manchester United absolutely dominant. They look like a team that's full of confidence. It might drop for Lauren Henn. 2-0. Great finish, Lauren Hemp. All the best in the country are vying for the combination of winning the league, Champions League places, or someone missing out. Just why I think our league, particularly in Europe, stands apart. I think the difference this year has probably been that more teams have been at a higher level than previously. And as a result of that, more games have been difficult as opposed to, you know, as a differentiation um, between some games. But like I've said before, it's not like we've won leagues comfortably in the past. So nothing is different from, from our perspective. We've always known from previous experience, it goes to the last game. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. And finally, TalkSport brings you exclusive radio commentary of Lance Coley against Chris Billum-Smith for the WBO World Cruiserweight title at the Vitality Stadium in Bournemouth. Spencer Oliver joined us yesterday on Drive to preview the fight. We can confirm that Lawrence Okoli will defend his WBO Cruiserweight world title against Chris Billum-Smith in Bournemouth at the Vitality Stadium, the home of AFC Bournemouth. And
fighters that talks about him, one of the fighters that goes out and makes it happen. Two friends. I like Chris, but we have to do what we have to do. Two former gym mates. I like Lawrence, he's a funny guy. He's got someone I want, that's what it is, it's business. Now pitted against each other as enemies. Live on TalkSport, your home of boxing. I actually lean to towards Chris Billum-Smith. I think he is a bookie's favourite, Lawrence. Mm. But how does Chris win? So this is, this is simple, right? So Lawrence O'Coley likes to keep things at range. He works everything behind the jab. He likes to you know, throw that big right hand. He's got dynamite in that shot. And, you know, that's why he's 19 and over 14 KOs because he does catch his opponents. He is very, very awkward. But Billum-Smith, to his advantage, knows what Lawrence is like because they sparred so much together. And Chris's main game, his main strengths are on the inside. When he gets up close, he works well inside. Lawrence works better on the outside. So I think the key to victory for Chris Billum-Smith is by closing that gap, getting inside and making Lawrence work there. And um, that's what I feel that he's going to do. I think that because he knows Lawrence, most people that box Lawrence, they all know that he's going to be awkward, but they don't know how awkward he is until they get in the ring with him. Where the advantage for Chris is, he's been in the ring with him. So he knows how awkward he is. He knows what he's got to do to get inside. And he knows what he's got to do when he's there. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Make sure you join me and Benny for the first drive time of the week on Tuesday. It's Bank Holiday Monday. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good weekend. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.